You're listening to the Wave of Praise Christian Radio. Catch the wave. Catch the wave. and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer, sponsor this program, follow us on Twitter, or even like us on Facebook. We can be found at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Hey, Twyla, how are you today? I am blessed and highly favored of God. Amen. I like that. Yes, sir. Listen, uh, how has everything been doing going with you? You know, everything's going well. I am, like I said, I am blessed and highly favored. It's snowing and I and I love the snow, so I cannot complain. One of the things, though, that I have found of interest in the news lately is the fight for freedom and liberty that is going on across our border in Canada. They have a convoy of, I think it's like a few thousand truckers uh, that have parked their semi-trucks in, the, in a particular roadway in Canada and refuse to move it. And what they are doing, because they're, they're fighting against you know, these, this tyranny of uh, the government telling them they got to wear masks and they got to do this, all these COVID regulations. And because they have parked their trucks there, you know, of course, then what are you going to do? You got to eat, you got to sleep, you got to, you got to have water, you got to have gas. So the people of the country are coming down in droves, bringing them water and food. And they're even, the government is now threatening them that you are not allowed to bring the truckers gasoline because the people are supporting the movement. I absolutely love it. Yeah, I do too. And I, I agree, that's, that's been the most interesting in the news today. And they were talking about how that movement is getting ready to, exp- uh, to uh, expand around the globe. Uh, but another thing that I thought was just crazy is that with the they, the truckers put out or set up a GoFundMe page, and I mean they raised thousands of dollars. Um, but then the GoFundMe gets involved and decides to shut them down. And I just think that's crazy. I think that they need to stay out of things like that because now you're going to have to go back and see who you did, who you allowed to raise funds on your platforms that causes were illegitimate or whatever, and you did not shut them down. So I I just think that that's just crazy. Just do your purpose and what you set up the GoFundMe page for and leave the rest alone. Right. No one, you have have not been the arbiter of truth. Right. Exactly. You are just a median through which people transfer money for things that they want to support. So let those people support that cause and give those people the money that they have raised. I 100% agree. You but say you that know, they're going to 
take the money away. Did you say that? They said they're going to just return the money to the people that gave it. Uh, that's all. They're going to, they're not going to give it to the cause for which it was raised. They're going to return it to basically return to sender. And, you know, here's the, here's the thing. When, when a tyrannical spirit in the form of government or anything else, when you put your neck on those who have tasted and known freedom, it is impossible to put things back in a bottle once it's been liberated. Once I have tasted of freedom and know and know what it is, you will almost have to kill a free people before you make them, before they allow you to put them in bondage in masses. And you're gonna get some pockets of people that'll go along to get along and I'll allow you to sub subjugate them back into tyranny, uh, you know, and things like that. But the masses of people, I don't care if it's America, Australia, Germany, if it's Canada, they once they have known liberty and freedom, it's it's impossible to yeah. to make a free people just, uh, put them in bondage. Yes, it's, it's the whole thing. Just be fair, you know. Just be fair. Don't try to uh, be the arbiter of truth because we really know that there's only one truth. And, and don't, we know that these 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 ridiculous mandates that they keep imposing don't work anyway and every time you sh show a camera you find the people that impose the mandates are not following them the the governor or the mayor of california is sitting there without his man his mask on at a public event and he says oh but i was holding my breath when they when they caught him on camera he said i was holding my breath when i took my mask off we're like come on that's just not even plausible then they have they have uh, Stacey Abrams in Georgia. She's in a school with all the children masked, but she's sitting there unmasked. They have right. the prime minister in in um, oh, UK. That, I mean, this that. guy was threatening to arrest his citizens if they didn't follow COVID protocol. Come to find out, they got him uh, on record. He was throwing parties at his 16, residence. Sixteen parties. That is so hypocritical. And I'm sorry, but they need to be called out for this foolishness. If you know these things don't work, why would you try to impose them on somebody else and you don't even want to live by them? The, the, the governor of Michigan got caught many times. She's not living by the same things that she was imposing on her people during COVID. It just goes on and on and on because nobody wants to live by that tyrannical rule not even the people that try to enforce it that's right that's right the rules are for thee but not for me as they say and that's why we should talk about justice that's the reason why we should talk about justice amen so amen. i know you have a wonderful scripture out of the out of the passion bible to read let me read one verse out of out of the i think this translation is let me see what translation i have here i think it's the living bible from micah 6 and I'm going to read verse uh, six through eight out of Micah six, and then you can read the uh, psalm that you have from the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation doesn't have an Old Testament. Well, they have the Psalms and maybe the Proverbs, but they don't have the rest of the Old Testament translated. So I don't have a version of, of this uh, particular scripture in the Passion Translation. But out of the Living Bible, Micah 6, verse 6 through 8 says, how can we make up to you, God, for what we've done? Mm. Shall we bow before the Lord with offerings of yearling calves? Oh, no. 
For if you offered him thousands of rams and 10,000 of rivers of olive oil, would that please him? Would he be satisfied? If you sacrificed your oldest child, would that make him glad? Then would he forgive your sins? Of course not. No, he has told you, each and every one of us, what he wants. And this is all it is. You should be fair. You should be just. You should be merciful. And you should walk humbly with your God. Amen. And now when I read out of the Passion Translation, I'm reading Psalms 82. And it says this. It says, all rise. But God now comes to judge as he convenes heaven's courtroom. He judges every judge and rules in the midst of the gods, saying, how long will you judges refuse to listen to the voice of true justice and continue to corrupt what is right by judging in favor of the wrong? It says, defend the defenseless, the fatherless, and the forgotten, the disenfranchised, and the destitute. Your duty is to deliver the poor and the powerless liberate them from the grasp of the wicked, but you continue in your darkness and ignorance while the foundation of societies are shaken to the core. It says, didn't I commission you as judges saying, you are all the gods since you judge on my behalf. You all are like sons of, most, of the most high, my representatives. Nevertheless, or nevertheless in death, you are nothing but mere men you will be laid in the ground like any prince <laughs> will die it says all rise for god now takes his place as judge of all the earth don't you know that everything and everyone belongs to him the nations will be sifted in his hands my god hallelujah dear yeah. god we thank you for this word we thank you god for your powerful word. It is alive. It is powerful, God, and it is sharper than any two-edged sword. And now we pray, God, as you send your word, that you bring healing to sin sick souls, to troubled minds, to confused hearts, that you elevate, Father, those who are uh, laid low, that you, Father, will enlighten those who sit in darkness, and that, Father, you will remove the blinders from eyes, the shackles from hearts, oh God, and you will cause all of us to rejoice in the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And may we be found among those, Father, who do as you have commanded us to do, Father. You don't require a lot, but you said, Father, that we should be fair and we should be just, we should be merciful, and we should walk humbly before you. And so it shall be in each of our lives. We make this mighty decree in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. You know what, when I read the Psalms 82 and it talks, it's labeled true justice. And, uh, you know, we always assume that justice is the way that we say is justice, the way that we think is right. That's really justice, but it's not. It really is according to God, what he says is justice. And in this particular scripture, uh, it talks about, you know, that we are judges. So meaning that we are representatives, basically, and even putting it down on the, the natural sense is that we have judges that we elect in a local 
uh, state and federal, we elect judges. And these judges are supposed to judge rightly. But what we're seeing even today is that people have their own agenda. They have their own definitions of, of, of what is right. And they're not following basically the constitutions in which it was, uh, was written in order to follow. So when you look at this and you're, they're saying that we are representatives of God, then think about what we said last week about when we were talking about until, and we talked about basically the, what was in the news about the police officers being shot and slain in the streets. Well, policemen, judges, law enforcement is really ordained by God. And that's a powerful statement. And that's the reason why they're held even the more accountable for upholding the law. And when they are sitting in these seats and they're doing things that are wrong, then they are, have to be accountable. They're accountable to God. And so now we're seeing this now, and that's the reason why it's outlined true justice. Amen. And you know, the, the thing with God is, uh, the thing with us and with God is that he has, he has made this so simple. Be kind, be merciful, be just with all men and be humble before me. And the thing is, you may get a seat of power and authority and you may have, you know, uh, some status and prestige in this life. But as you read in that Psalm, there's coming a day when everybody mm. will hear and see where it says, all rise for, you know, when you go to a natural courtroom and you're sitting there and you're waiting on things to start. And then there comes a time when the bailiff will hey. make this announcement. He'll say, all rise. Cause judge so-and-so is coming in the room. And when the judge comes in the room, robed in his regalia, you got to do, you got to stand, you got to stand and honor that robe. You got to, you might not like that judge wearing the robe, but you honor the office and you honor the robe. Well, there's coming a day you can go about yourself. You can go about your life as you choose, and you can choose to ignore the things of God if you want to. But there is coming a day when you will hear the clarion call from the angels of heaven, and it will say, "All rise!" For the Judge of Judge and the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings is entering in, and when He enters in, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And listen, if you don't bow before Him with joy and gladness in your heart if you don't humble he said i require you to be just and to be merciful and to be fair and to walk humbly before god and if you don't humble yourself under the mighty hand of god my bible says god will humble you so you do it willingly and cheerfully or you will be made to humble yourself under god and you better know that the same the same justice that you um give to others it will be meet it back to you. The same rod, the same rod iron that you use for justice for others, it will be used back on you. You will, this is another way you say it. You will reap what you sow. Absolutely. My girl, girl you called me to lift up my hands on this one, man. I'm telling you this, this is awesome. And you know what it says, and, and, and this is the thing he's saying, 
your duty is to deliver the poor and the powerless, deliberate them from the grasp of the wicked. He said, this is the thing. He says, would you continue in your darkness and ignorance while the foundations of society are shaken to the core? Mm, and, and if the foundations be destroyed, oh, what can the righteous do? What? I said, what can the righteous do? Listen, when I read this, I, I, I can feel what he's saying, you know, and I wish that... Um, you know, we, we, we have to visualize what God is saying. You know, there is a scripture in, a, in, in and it says like this, why do they, um, why do they um, imagine a vain thing? So they have set themselves against basically the anointed saying, let us cast off their bonds. And so what we're seeing even in the earth now is that people uh, are saying, uh, God don't see us. He doesn't care about what's going on. He puts it in our hands to decide how things go. But how wrong are they when, or anyone that thinks that we are, in the scripture it says, basically you are, you are accountable to me. I am the judge. I am the righteous judge. And so as a result, if you continue to, to, to uh, render judgment or uh, it says, but if you continue in your darkness and ignorance, while the foundations of societies are shaken to the core. Everything seems like everything is being shaken. And the Bible says this, that things are to be uh, are shaken to, so that those things that remain will be of God. So I'm telling you, when, when I look at this scripture and I'm listening to the news and I'm seeing things um, as God revealing to me, and as we be, as we pray, I'm thinking to myself, my God, God is is really saying to us, listen, you better pay attention because you like you said, you're going to reap what you sow. You can't continue to make false statements and render judgments that are wicked or against a particular group of people and not think that you won't be touched. It and just think you can oppress, and you think you can oppress the poor and you can oppress the powerless. Who do you think is the defender of the poor? His name is Jesus. He oh will God. come to defend the oppressed. He will come to liberate the, widow, the captives. The come on now. Absolutely. And you keep on putting your, trying to put your foot on the neck of the, of the powerless and those who, who seem to be, you know, poor and destitute. There is coming a day and there will be a reckoning for all of those who, who call themselves seating, sitting in seats of power and authority and abusing that seat, you better be sure that your sin will find you out and every man's going to give an account of the deeds that they have done in the flesh. And yeah. I'm telling you that we, it is a fearful thing, a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. You do not want to have, listen, when, when Jesus, uh, when the spirit of God knocked Paul or uh, Saul, his, he was Saul at that time, when the spirit of God knocked Saul from his beast on the Damascus road, and he, and he said, and then Saul looked up and he said, uh, oh, Lord, Lord, you know, what is going on? Why are you, why are you bothering me? And he said, you are kicking up against the prick. You fighting, a, you are fighting against something that you can't win against. And ultimately, uh, I hope that we would all 
uh, all those who are fighting against the power of God would have the, the conviction and the humility of a Saul. And he ended up turning his life over to God. My prayer is that there are more encounters like the Damascus Road encounter with people that have hardened their hearts and that are that are seeking out the people of God for persecution. Listen, Saul was a powerful man in that day. He was moving with the authority of the government to oppress and even to, to beat and some to kill the people of God because of their faith in God and their worship of God. And God himself arrested Saul on the road to Damascus, changed his life and made him one of the greatest writers that we have ever known. He's written more of the books of the New Testament and we quote more of the things that God used him to, to pin in the New Testament than anyone else. Listen, God can do it, but you have got to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. My prayer is that there be more Damascus Road encounters more people being knocked from their perch and their seat of authority and more humbling of hearts and changing of minds and turning of lives. How, how wonderful would it be to see some of these unjust men and women turning their lives around and living for the God that they once persecuted? Yeah, that, that's awesome. And, and the thing about it is, it's not impossible. You gave the, the greatest example uh, right now is with Paul. Man, they said that Paul would go into people's houses and drag them out, you know, and, and have them beaten because they believed in the Messiah. So if God can can turn, <laughs> knock him off his beast and turn him around, surely he can do it to those who sit in these high places and do wicked uh, and do wickedness. Um, I, I'm also going to read here and in, in uh, Psalms 82 is the latter part, part, latter part of it, part of it. It says, all rise for God now takes his place as judge over all the earth. And he says this, don't you know that everything and everyone belongs to basically, they said to him, but to me, that's basically what he's saying. Don't you know everything and everyone belongs to me? Everything. He said the heart of the king is in my hand and I can turn it whatsoever way I want to. Everything. I mean, the mountains are subjected unto him, the skies, the stars, the moon, everything. There's nothing in the earth that's not subjected to the voice of God. He created yeah. all things he and for him, all things were created. Absolutely. But this is what I, another thing that came to me through this verse, this chapter. And it says, the nations will be sifted in his hands. And mm. when I read that, first of all, I'm thinking about how, what the things that you sift. This morning, I, I made my mother some um, egg white uh, omelets. And so I had to crack the egg and sift and hold the yolk in my hand and allow the, and allow the good part to, to sift through. When you were uh, baking flour, you put it in a sifter so you can get the the, uh, the knots out of it so that the, the good stuff comes through. And so basically what it is, is this the same thing as the shaking. You know, he says that he's shaking the nations. Mm. And if you're looking at what's going on now, that's exactly, that's exactly what he, uh, what he's doing right now. The, what looks like turbulence, when it looks like up is down and down is up, when it looks like right is wrong and wrong is right. Listen, what God is still in control. He's shifting, he's shaking. And even in last week, uh, listen to this, all the things that happened in just one week, 
all the things that crumbled and fell down, all the things that were exposed in the news media, uh, in politics, all those things that were exposed, you look at the shaking, he's shifting some things. And not only that, but he even shifted, six, sifting us, shaking us to see where we are because the, the, uh, in uh, Amos, he talks about the plumb line. It's set. Amen. This is the plumb line to see where you are, to see if you balance, see what side you on. So you have to make a decision. And even the prophetic word came yesterday in, in church. Um, well, I'm sorry, last Sunday in church where it talks about choose you this day. That was the prophetic word because things are getting hot and things are being exposed. And so you're going to have to decide oh, those things that you think is justice and you, you have gravitated to, you are reciting their mantra. That's not justice. That's what man have created. But justice is exactly what he outlined in here. And if we're not doing things according to the word of God, you know, then uh, we're, we're doing nothing. We're standing you know? in, we're going to stand in judgment. There is only one truth and it is There's the truth of the truth. gospel of Jesus Christ. It's not your truth and my truth. It is, you don't tell your truth and I tell my truth. There is, there is a single truth, an absolute truth. We are not the arbiters of truth. The word of God is true. He said, I am the truth and I am the life. And listen, yeah. we, this, 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 uh, uncleanliness and this spirit of deception it's even crept into the to the people into the church it's even crept into the body of christ the bible says uh I, I believe this is this is over in jeremiah 5 31 the bible says that the prophets prophesy lies and the priests rule by their own authority and my people love to have it so but what will you do in the end? He's going to come to judge this. And like you said, he's going to shake the heavens and rend the earth of the evil in it. And what will you do? Where will you be found uh, standing at that end and latter time? When you have to stand before the judgment seat of God and you will, uh, what, what will be your response to God? Did you do right by the poor and the afflicted? Did you do right by the powerless? Did you treat every man fairly? Did you walk in mercy? Did you walk humbly before God? Because if you didn't, there's going to be a day of reckoning and he himself will humble you. And I don't want to have to be humbled by the hand of God. I want to humble myself under his mighty hand. My God, that is so powerful. You know what brings the, the, what comes to mind is the day of judgment. And he said, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. And there will be a time when we stand before him and those that never believed in him, never confessed him, that thumbed their nose up at him, uh, uh, you know, and did all these stuff. There is no God. You still got to stand there and confess that he is God. And you still got to go to what we call or not what we call but what is defined as hell a separation from god that has to be the most torment of that has to be torment right there is that even after you bow and confess after you have not believed after you have distorted the gospel after you have you know threw your hands up at him after you have said there is no god after your life did not even reflect it and then right at that last point you got to bow and say you are god and still have to go to hell and that to me is is when i think about that i'm like lord let it not be me let it let, not be me let it not, 
let it not be me. You know, I know that I'm not perfect. And even when you're talking about right now is that every word we say got to be judged. Right now, I'm shaking in my boots because I know I've said some things. I know I didn't do some things that I should have done. And I got to be judged for that. But in the end. But here's the good news about that. Here's the good news about God is a righteous judge. Psalm 7 says God is a righteous judge. And here's the good news about that, though. When we know we have done wrong and we know we have messed up, you don't have to live in petrified fear. God has said, he said, I have made covenant with you and I have given you the ability to come before my throne, to confess your faults, to lay your your um, sins and, and get your sins cleansed at the altar of God. He said, I have given you the wherewithal to cleanse yourself from all unrighteousness and be forgiven of your sins every day, not just today, because I messed up today, but oh my God, I messed up last week. You can come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain help and find mercy every single day. He's given you an invitation to come before his throne. If you will confess your faults and forsake your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you. So yes, I've done wrong. And yes, I've messed up. And yes, you've done wrong. And yes, you've messed up. But I tell you, as long as you've got breath in your body, you've got an opportunity by the grace and the mercy of God to confess your faults, to get cleansed and be made right and be made whole in his presence. And then you don't have to live in fear of his judgment, but you can rejoice that he has cleansed you and he has become your righteousness and he has made you right in his sight. And when God forgives your sins, you want to know the good news about it is he cast them as far as the east is from the west he never brings them up to you again i might remind my son of how he did some idiot thing when he was six i might remind him of how he did some stupid thing when he was 13 i may never forget what he did when he was 16 but god is not like me and you the god who said i will never forget anything i my mind you know i can contain everything all knowledge is mine all power is mine But he said, the one thing I will not remember is your sins once I have forgiven you. So he will cast them away and never bring them up to you again. You don't have to perpetually live in your past. You don't have to be hostage to your failure. The matter of fact, I heard them say uh, in service on Sunday, they said that when you stand before the throne of God, if you have given your life to him and repented of your sins, that he is not rehearsing. You do not hear the soundtrack of your failure. You do not hear the soundtrack of your past. But what you hear is that amazing sound called grace. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. That's the soundtrack that plays in heaven. The grace of God when you stand before him forgiven and cleansed by his grace and mercy. And the blood still flows. The Ah, blood. Come on now. The blood still, the Tony blood still flows. Amen and amen. And And you got to know, look, 
You can offer a thousand turtle doves and a thousand and 10,000 rams. You can offer your firstborn through the fire. That will not cleanse your sins. There is only one way to God and his name is Jesus Christ. And through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, that's how you get to the mercy seat of God and the forgiveness that God offers to those who come to him. It's not through your offering. It's not through going to church. It's not through joining us and we hope you do at 6 a.m prayer it's not through uh scratching your skin and crawling up the the steps on glass not about work martin luther could tell you that doesn't work the grace of god is what you need the shed blood of jesus christ delivers that grace to you so we thank god for the blood the soul cleansing blood of the lamb amen and even i said not by works because, you know, when you were saying that there is some uh, what we call religion or people feel that that works is what gets you in. That's not what gets you in. It's by faith. It's believing in the Lord Jesus Christ and the, and the blood shed to cover your sins, the reconcil- that he reconciled you to God. That's what gets you in. That's what that's the foundational part of it. It is not by works. Amen. And we know God is the just judge. And we want to judge justly because that's what he told us to do. So as we pray this closing prayer, we pray that you will receive the mercy and the grace and the justice of God. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are grateful unto you. We bless your holy name. You are the righteous judge, oh God, that everything belongs to you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. And we're so grateful, Father, that you are the one, dear Father God, that we can come to in the name of Jesus Christ. In you, oh Father, make everything right. Lord, I pray for our nation today, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray, Father God, for the judges, dear Father, that are sitting, dear Father, in their office, oh God. I pray, God, that, Lord, that those, dear Father, Father God, that will not adhere, dear God, to your way, your laws, dear Father, or judging, dear Father, wrongly, that God, that they are removed from their seat of authority in the name of Jesus Christ, and that you would place those, dear Father God, that have an ear to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, that God, they, that God, that believe in you, those who judge rightly, dear Father God, in the name of Jesus, and not falsely, not according to one's race, oh, Father God, or gender, oh, Father, rich or poor, Father God, but Lord, one that judge rightly, Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare and decree that, that God, that you will set your people in those high places, oh, God, to render righteous judgment, dear Father, in this land, in the precious name of Jesus Christ, knowing that you know all things, and Father, we know that, God, that you are the righteous judge, and even for ourselves, Father, that God, that anything that you pinpoint in our lives, realizing that God, that Lord, when you, oh God, reveal it, that we be quick to repent, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, and ask you for your grace, dear Father God. So we thank you today, Father, we thank you for eternal life, God, that we can stand and say, Father God, that we believe in you, Father. We believe, dear Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, and dear Father God, that you are the first and the last and the beginning and the end. You are the Alpha and Omega, and that you sent your 
himself wrapped in flesh by the name of Jesus the Christ, the anointed one, dear mm -hmm. Father God, to save us, Father, and to reconcile a sin-sick soul, God, living in darkness, Father, in depth and deep in sin, that you sent him to pursue us, to bring us back to you, and that you washed us, oh God, white as snow. Father, we thank you. You cleansed us from all of our sins, from all our unrighteousness, Father. You cleansed us. And not only that, you didn't do it one time, but you said that, Father, that if we sin, that we have an advocate, Father God, that Lord God, that we can come and confess our sins before you and you're faithful and just to to God to forgive us. Lord, we pray, Father, for those whose hearts are incredulous, that are sitting in these high places, oh, Father. Their hearts are almost like stone. Father, but as we declare, God, there's nothing too hard for you to do, that you would make their hearts pliable in your hand, God, and turn them towards you just as you did, Paul, in the precious name of Jesus Christ. There is nothing too hard for you. But as far as we're concerned, as far as our house is concerned, we're going to serve the Lord. So, Father, we thank you and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? Come visit us at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We'd like you to join us for morning prayer. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Even see how you can sponsor this show. Again, it's www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. <laughs>